Okay, listeners, happy 2022 and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Madeline. And this is When You Think Taylor Swift. And today, (laughs) we're going to talk about some 2022 predictions and perhaps resolutions in the Taylor verse. So, yeah. Yeah, just tapping in with a little um, mini episode for you guys to um, start your year. Got lots of um, stacked episodes coming, but just want to think about what's uh, what Miss Taylor Swift is going to drop on us this year, which truly I was saying this to Madeline earlier. I feel like we'll say these and then the second we put them into the universe, they'll be proven wrong. As is the way. (laughs) As is the way, the path. I mean, the truth is that she's a crazy bee and can do anything at any time, as we know. Um, But, you know, nevertheless, we persist. (laughs) (laughs) And we're still going to give you some of our yeah premonitions or maybe just what we want to see from her but also maybe what we think she's going to give us that maybe we don't even we don't want (laughs) i'm game for that too oh um well what do you think do you have any off the top of off the top of your head um predictions yeah so okay so starting us off i think first of all we're gonna get a tour announcement yeah i agree And we've talked about this before on the pod, but I'm not quite sure what this tour is going to look like, but um, whether it's going to be like a festival type thing, whether it's going to be a residency somewhere. I mean, we've seen that just happen recently with Adele and her Vegas residency. Mm -hmm. In some ways, I kind of could see Taylor doing something like that, but I just think the demand is so huge um, with Folklore Evermore plus all of the re-recordings that they're going to really have to get creative no matter how they do this tour. But I think for sure, and I know I'm right about this, we will get some sort of announcement about tour in 2022. Agreed. I fully agree. I think it'll, it'll probably be like either festival E or just like a truncated tour. Like I don't think she's going to do a full Stadium the truncated tour. tour. <laughs> the truncated <laughs> tour. The time that Taylor Swift snuck out of her apartment in a trunk. Um, just going to be that for 90 minutes in an arena. Um, I think it'll be something like maybe like Loverfest or just like I, I, I just I, I imagine her doing a significantly shorter tour. But what do I know? Jack shit. As she reminds me every day. Jack um, Antonoff shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I think tour for sure. Um, what do you think in terms of upcoming re-records? What do you mean? Like, what do you think we're going to get this year? I, I feel like we're definitely going to get, like, we were talking about this. I don't remember if we were talking about this on the pod or just in normal conversation, but of like, with the timeline of how she's been re how she's been doing like album cycles for fearless and for red, which has, I think really made it a longer process than I thought. I thought she was just going to be dumping these out the, uh, the re-records. Um, but what do you think? Like, do you think she's going to give us, cause we still have 1989 speak now debut reputation are those other girlies? 
I mean, I guess I was under the the assumption that like she needs to do them all this next year. Yeah. So per that, I would think that she needs to give us all of those in 2022. But I am still on. I have my armchair theory. Right. That I really think quite genuinely that she is eyeing for and like angling to get a a buyout deal. Like, we just saw, like, who? Like, Bruce Springsteen just sold his catalog, mm-hmm. which obviously, like, Taylor's doing the opposite of that. She's buying back her catalog. But all these huge artists, like Stevie Nicks sold hers, mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen, and then obviously Bob Dylan not that long ago. But anyways, that this is, like, very much in the zeitgeist and first and foremost because of what Taylor's doing with her catalog. But I think that what she's angling for, especially with the huge success of Red and how she did, like, a full-blown rollout, is that shamrock or whatever will come to her with a deal and say we're scared this is like proving to be very viable for you we will cut you a deal the deal whatever that she wants to buy back her records and Mm -hmm. then she will get those and i don't think that means that we don't get re-records of the remaining albums necessarily but it frees her to do something more creative with them and not have to have a carbon copy creation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think because a lot of the ones that we're staring down the face of like 1989 and reputation are going to be so much harder to re-record because they're so technical. So many hands touch those tracks. And we saw how she kind of faltered with some of the bops on red and had a lot harder time with the more heavily produced songs like by Max Martin. So I think I kind of think she is what's the saying like playing chicken with them yeah right now and like she's dragging it out because she wants a counter offer and if we get a counter offer we could get like acoustic reputation or something i don't know like rock reputation like i don't know just something a little bit more interesting and easier to pull off than a carbon copy and I would be much more interested as a fan. And then she doesn't have to have this huge album rollout thing Mm -hmm. and like maybe more collaborations. I don't know. Yeah. Tell me what you think. Yeah, I agree. I think like, I think that's a good point that she's like playing chicken with them of like, I will make this like 10 minute all too well was literally a number one hit, you know, like Mm -hmm. she's not fucking around. She's not like, I'm just going to re-record these to like, prove a point like she is trying to prove a point but the point is her financial value to this company in a lot of ways and also of course like it's fan service which i appreciate there's a lot of reasons why she's doing it but i do agree that she is trying to get something out of them and that something is an offer for her to be able to buy back the catalog i would love that if she i mean i've made that very clear do you think there's a world where okay like let's say that they offer her a buyout deal and do you think that she wouldn't re-record the old albums in that case and she would maybe just give us all of their respective vault tracks maybe i think that if that happened i i could see that just because like it's got to be pretty hard to like re-record all of these and like i would i would much prefer ultimately new content from her, but I could see her maybe doing like a kind of um, 
like repackaging the albums into like a career retrospective mm-hmm. and adding all the vault tracks or something. Um, I don't think she's necessarily, I think if she gets a buyout, I don't know that she would absolutely re-record them. Um, but also she's so stubborn that maybe she would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just hard because it's like, I feel like her standards are so exacting. At least mm-hmm. I like to think. And it's hard if, like, if she doesn't genuinely think that the new version is better, like, will she still want to continue right. pursuing them? Because in, in most cases, they do feel better. But, like, debut would be great at re-recording. Yeah, I would love to hear debut. Uh-huh. But, yeah, like, I... It, even just, like, I Know Places on 1989 feels like it would be weird... All of reputation, I don't even know how it would sound to hear, like, you know, he was a killer. First time I saw him after hearing, you know, like seven or something, like, it feels like kind of jarring to imagine um, her, like, putting her voice back in those places. To me, it's less jarring to put her voice back in those places as it is, like, just hard technically. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't know how you recreate especially those with reputation. albums technically. Yeah, especially with Reputation. I think that's again why I think, like, we're gonna get Speak Now next, because Speak yeah. Now, she can feasibly recreate. I think also Speak Now feels like because she talked about that all the time when, when Speak Now was coming out and, and has sense of Speak Now being her album that, like, she that was when people were like I, she was still like kind of a teen um, and getting like her first kind of bout of blowback. And she recorded that one and wrote all of the songs exclusively by herself. And that's right. the only album that is only her, no co-writers, nothing like all of the other albums she writes on every song, but there's at least one song with at least one co-writer. And so it feels like it uh-huh. narratively important that she re-records that one and re-releases it as it's like, that feels like the culmination of like this whole project. Yes. So. Agreed. I wish for speak now, it would be so cool because to me, like speak now is totally like her band moment and like long yeah. live yeah. is the song for her band. And how great would it be to get the whole cast of characters back together to record that album? I know. Yeah. Like um, Amos and Caitlin. Yeah. And, yeah. That would be really fun. But anyways, and yeah, like I think, like speak now, yeah, Emily Poe. Except did she, I think she left. She wasn't before. there. Yeah, yeah, she wasn't there. But, I just but like still, yeah, I think speak now re-record seems doable. Yeah, I also want to say um, this. I just I thought that was so funny when Demois posted um, the Demois posted a, a tip like a while back that. Um, S.D. Heim is friends with John Mayer. And so John Mayer was going to be playing guitar on um, Dear John Taylor's version. And then, uh, like, I I think the collective Heim um, Twitter, they, like, liked a bunch of tweets that were like, S.D. is not friends with John Mayer. She would never do this. John Mayer will not be coming on Taylor's version of anything. Everyone hates John Mayer. And I was like, pretty fun. <laughs> Can't always trust him off. So predicting no John Mayer collab in 2022. Yes. Okay, what what prediction do you have next? Um, this isn't a prediction so much as a wish, but I want Bleachella. You want Bleachella? Like, what? Say more. 
no, that's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want, I want whatever happened in that era, whatever music exists from that era. I'd be fine with her dyeing her hair bleach blonde again. I thought that was fun. I thought that was a Do cool look for her. Do you think that those could be reputation vault tracks? Yes. That Bleachella could be the reputation vault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. And I hope that we get TS10 this year. But I know that's greedy. Yeah. Do you actually think we're going to get it? I think it really depends on what happens with the re-records. I do think that now we're far enough away from folklore and evermore that like the people on TikTok still think the trilogy is happening. They're really committed. Um, like half of my for you page is people being like beachside. It's called beachfront. <laughs> um, but I, I just, it's hard for me to imagine that she hasn't been, but I don't know, maybe she's been so deep in the re-record world that like, New music is not on the horizon right now. Yeah, I just feel like I've moved on and I don't want the trilogy. I don't want I'll the trilogy, take but I would like a new thing. I think she's far uh-huh. enough away now that it could be like separate from Folklore and Evermore. Right, but still. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that we're going to get TS10 in 2022. But that's I don't really just think me. so either, but I like... We it. don't know. I did write, though. Okay, so one of my other predictions is New Hera. Yes, I agree. So a new era hair. I think we will get new hair era for Taylor in 2022. And my prediction is more curls, Mm -hmm. actually, potentially. And she's been doing the long thing. I think we're going to see long hair. I like the long hair on her. Yeah. Yeah, maybe even darker. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. What do I know? Mm-hmm. Not what color her hair is going to be. Um, I saw a TikTok that was like predictions for um, like pop culture predictions. And they were doing one just about Taylor. And this person was like, um, she, the, it was, I was like, this is so specific, but okay. Um, their whole video was like, Taylor Swift is going to um, be on the cover of Rolling Stone um, and also of British Vogue, uh, and they will both she's be always couple, on the cover. I know of she's always on the cover of British Vogue. What is it? I don't know. But um, they were like on the Rolling Stone cover. Um, she's not going to address her marriage to Joe, but she is going to have a wedding ring and make it clear that they're married. And I was like, this is the, the, that's your whole prediction. That is very funny that you're like Rolling Stone marriage reveal <laughs> in Rolling Stone, but not a real reveal. Um, yeah. So how do you, do you feel about, about her that? Yeah, well, I think... Okay, you go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think it, it feels pretty likely that marriage is in their horizon, but even though I just said that Demois tips are meaningless, um, I have seen a bunch of blind items, both on Demois and elsewhere, um, that are like insinuating that Taylor and Joe are broken up and that there is like an announcement of some extent coming about that. Really? I have not yes. seen those at all. Which I, like that. 
you know, don't hold their weight in water, but I am choosing to live in that narrative until um, told otherwise. I just think, yeah, I wrote down that in 2022, we will get an engagement slash marriage or Mm -hmm. breakup announcement. I agree. Yeah. And even if it is an engagement slash marriage, that doesn't mean I think that they haven't broken up. Yeah. Like silent rings on the cover of uh, Rolling Stone feels like a breakup to me. Yes. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I think we'll see some movement on that front. But honestly, I probably would have said that as my prediction for last year. Mm. Yeah. I mean, especially after, well, I don't know. I would have said that as my prediction for last year, maybe after folklore, but then after Evermore, I was like, I don't know. Like, this is weird. The vibes here are confusing. Um, well, I mean, literally after folklore, I was like, they're broken up. Like you don't write this. I know. If you're still with this person, but then it was, it was all narrative play. Mm-hmm. From a man's so perspective. <laughs> yeah. Should have called um, this podcast from a man's perspective. <laughs> Um, I think, who do you think we're going to get collabs from for her this year? I have Harry Styles written down. I'm still holding firm on a Harry Styles collab coming in 2022. Um, I think we could get maybe like, maybe like a Selena Gomez collab. Mm -hmm. Um, wait, also speaking of Selena Gomez, have you seen all this stuff about her and Cara Delevingne? Mm -mm. People think that they're dating. They went to a Knicks game together as we know, a Knicks game is the site for a celeb uh, lesbian encounter. Um, Anybody's, like, honestly, truly. I know, but they like sat. It, it was, it was giving, it was giving real um, Kaylor energy. They were like sitting in the same like kind of courtside seats. Um, they kissed. Kara Delvin has done this cheek. with literally I know. every single. They got matching tattoos. There is like lots actual matching tattoos. actual matching tattoos. They both have matching tattoos with other people, so it's not like that significant. Yeah. But it is. Um, but also because Kara Delvin is going to be on the second season of um, Only Murders in the Building with Selena oh, Gomez. Oh, really? Okay. And they're going to okay. play love interest in the show. Oh, so interesting. It could be fodder for publicity for the show or the show might have made them fall in love could go either way um i mean i don't doubt like i think every like cara delavine is the ultimate like purveyor with every single person like Like, it doesn't i don't know if that means that it's serious but i don't doubt it for a literal second i guess we'll know more when we know more yeah looking pretty fruity um anyways so maybe Selena Gomez. Um, I would love. We were just talking about um, Haley Steinfeld's music career. I would love if we got a Haley Steinfeld collab. I think that'd be fun. That's not gonna. Happen, oh my but god! Fun. I had not even thought about that, but I would literally poop my pants. I would love that. Also, listeners, I just really hope that everybody is watching Dickinson on Apple TV um, because we're gonna have to talk about it pretty soon. Um, <laughs> Because I'm going to explode otherwise. I have an insane Google Doc about this. Um, so Haley Steinfeld is in Dickinson. Hence the connect there. Um, and they are friends. And they are friends. She was in the fucking Bad Blood music video. Okay, okay. This is not a prediction, but this is just a question I have. You know, in all of Taylor's birthday posts and everything with Alana Haim and the rest of Haim. Mm-hmm. Like, the people we know were there. Phoebe Bridgers, question mark. Mm-hmm. And... Diana Silvers, who's in those yes. photos. How do they know each other? She's Literally from Booksmart. No yeah. She's the gay one in Booksmart. So yes. we've got that going for us. Um, but like, 
yeah, how do they, how are they friends? We've never, I don't, I've never seen documentation of their friendship before. Me either. No idea. Like, is she friends with Haim? Girlies? Maybe. But like the people who toast posted about with like the right. king shit after, um, like calling Taylor like king, um, after her birthday party, yes. it was like Phoebe, Diana, Haim. Yeah. Who else was there? <laughs> I don't know. I want the guest list. It didn't seem like it was that big of a party, I kind of think. No. One thing I did see, though, I think on Twitter, um, was in the photo that Taylor posted, there's, like, a box in the background, and it's a it's a cigar box, and she edited the photo so you can't see the label that, that like, says it's cigars, um, which I just thought was funny. So were they smoking cigars at this party? I guess. I kind of like that. I know, I do, too. King shit. Yeah, that's uh-huh, exactly precisely king of my heart. Um, okay. I do think that we are going to get a Champagne Problems and Cruel Summer music video in 2022. You heard it oh, here first. Say more. Yes, I do. I think that's part of the fan service thing that she's doing. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be like, you guys have w- wanted this and asked for it for a long time drop here's a little thing like yeah. those are the nice things we're gonna get in lieu of ts10 if she i would just yeah i mean i love that i want her to do like a full single release promo explosion for cruel summer the fact that that song is not taken over the airwaves summer 2022 summer 2022 all right i'll i'll take it I really thought, like, all of this New Year's kerfuffle about Taylor, I thought yeah. maybe we'd get a Champagne Problems music video for New Year's. I did, too. And that was, like, our gift. So, IDK, man. But those are, if I'm going to lance some predictions out here, those are my two Those are pretty music good. videos. Mm-hmm. My wish for 2022 is that she um, gets better merch. It's not going to happen. But... I do wish that she would change her merch. Um, yeah, what else? Um, I I have written down that I think she's going to do something with film in mm-hmm. 2022. Mm-hmm. And I don't actually think film so much as, like, maybe TV. Interesting. Do you think she's going to act or she's going to, like produce or direct or something i could definitely see her being on the like production side more than acting yeah i think maybe like maybe later on something bigger like that but i don't think she's really feeling on her acting beat also she's like just too busy but i think maybe on like the supervising production something team of some show and that she'll kind of shape like she'll either back it financially to some degree. She'll have like mm-hmm. a heavy hand in like the music selection, but I just feel like I could see that happening. Yeah, interesting. I mean, that would make sense, especially after um, all too well, ten minute version, Taylor's version from the vault music mm-hmm. video. Excuse yes. me, short film. What I think would actually be kind of cool is. Like thinking about, you know, how she loved someone great so much, the Netflix mm-hmm, movie, mm-hmm. and that inspired the song Death by a Thousand Cuts. Like maybe like, yeah, working on a Netflix movie. Yeah. It's like self-contained enough and could give her like, right. She'd just be like 
a consultant on the movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think maybe she'd have a lot of fun with that. And that would be really great for us. Yeah. I was thinking as you were saying this, but then I kind of talked myself or I answered my own question, but it, I feel like it would kind of make sense in some regard for her to have either already or at some point in the future, do some kind of like a Reese Witherspoon esque thing of like having a production company or even like Phoebe Bridgers esque thing of like starting a record label. Yeah. Um, yeah. I could see the record label like maybe down the line once she is no longer like making music as much as she is. Mm-hmm. But I do think right now she's still too like, which I not too as in like, I wish she weren't, I, I want her to keep making music, but I could see a world uh, not this year or anytime soon. I don't think, but I could see a, uh, a like down the line thing where she starts her own label starts her own well i mean like, she already has her whatever. own label right exactly so, like, and she already has she like, could just start signing people to it exactly that would be super and that, interesting like, would really track with kind of like how she is already with like other artists yeah who's she gonna sign girl in red oh my god <laughs> olivia rodrigo but she already kind of burned the bridge <laughs> yeah I was going to say one of my predictions was going to be that we were going to get some, like, active Taylor Olivia shade, mm-hmm. like, maybe from Olivia. But then I was like, no, I don't want to put that out there into the universe. I don't think Olivia. I think yeah. they're just going to be silent about each other, maybe. But yeah, we're going to get some vote in the midterm elections messaging. <laughs> That's a given. Will she get another cat? Please, no. <laughs> Enough with the cats. You know what I wish is um, that Taylor would tell us what books she reads. Yeah, well, I was going to say that maybe there would be another, like, something to do with a book. That something Mm -hmm. to do with a book would happen. and Like, either another Taylor Jenkins read book Mm -hmm. or... Yeah, I would really love to know what books she's reading. Yeah. Like, that would be fine for me if you don't dabble in, like, Netflix movies or whatever, like... Maybe some book curation. Yeah. I don't know. It seems off brand because she's never told us about that stuff. So, but yeah. Something I hope for this year and I don't, I feel like there might not be a reason for this to happen. So it might, it might not, but I just, I want to get, I want like a, I want a profile of Taylor Swift as insane and arresting and absorbing as the Jeremy Strong New Yorker profile. I just want, like, I feel like Mm -hmm. we haven't had like a good chunky interview literally since like probably lover era. If even if then, like, I don't really even feel like we got that Mm -hmm. much then. Um, like I just want a juicy sit down for me to ingest. Yeah, I would freaking love that. I feel like maybe she's, I don't know, it's kind of a hard thing because I'm like, maybe she's feeling secure enough now that she'd be kind of game for that. But I think she's kind of taken back the reins and is like, I'm actually Taylor Swift and I don't have to subscribe to these things. She's like too powerful that she doesn't need to do them. Mm -hmm. So, and she's like created boundaries for herself with fame that work for her for now. And she doesn't really want to give it up, which I hear. And also like, Give us some goods that aren't so micromanaged by you. I know. Like, just a convo. Mm-hmm. Sprawling many days and, like, 1,800 words minimum. Yeah. <laughs> just as, like, a person. Yeah. 
Like, I just, I miss all of the, like, um, like, in her era of magazine covers, kind of around the Speak Now era, when she, there were just, like, so many interviews and profiles, and, like, Mm -hmm. I understand that, like, that's probably wrapped up in, like, the trauma of her downfall, but I want them back. You know what I could also see in 2022? Her, like, buying an English cottage. Yes. And, like, us getting lots of, like, cottage content. I feel like she hasn't purchased any property in a while. (laughs) Real estate tycoon Taylor Swift. Where are you? Monopoly man. (laughs) Yeah, I, I could just totally see that becoming part of her brand if she ever wanted to pick that back up again of, like buying like a farmy piece of land somewhere where she yeah. has like baby animals and can be yeah, on her like, like Ina shit. Garten shit. Yeah. And like post lots of like cutesy things from there. Yeah. Do you have any like wild card thing you just want to throw in there? Something crazy you think could happen either that you think could happen or you like just want to put into the universe because you want it to happen. In the tell all interview. My sprawling magnum opus. It's a tell-all. It's a tell-all, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They interview lots of people in her life. Um, and then we get a little, just a little a little tidbit. Um, offhandedly, she mentions that she and Joe are broken up. And then they close the interview by interviewing um, her new partner, who is a woman. <laughs> <laughs> just a little closing quote. They interview um, the new partner. Yeah, like, you know, they always get quotes from, like, like in the fucking Jeremy Strong profile, they interviewed, like, everybody he's worked with. And um, I don't want to hear from Kiernan Culkin. I want to hear from Taylor Swift's gay lover. Gay lover. Yeah. I think my big dream is that she says, I have a book. It's going to be out on newsstands November 13th, 2022. See you there. Hell Yeah. And it's like, maybe it's called like All Too Well or whatever, like the book book. in the Mm -hmm. short film, but I don't really think so. But basically that she's been working on a book. Is it nonfiction or fiction? Either. But I would love, (laughs) I would love a tell-all book. Yes. But I would be super into if she wrote a fiction book too. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take whatever. I want her to drop a book announcement a la Barack Obama being like, I'm going to drop to it's a dual set of all of the shit of my life um Mm -hmm. yeah i take a fiction book though honestly i take anything totally i mean like even if what if she just wrote like the betty story as a book you know i don't think she would but like something like that you know i'm i'm here i'm here to highlight to write between all the margins yeah i mean imagine (laughs) think of how how intensely we read um Evelyn Hugo, how much more intensely could we be reading? Oh my God, a text from her hands. Would love, would love, would love. Would love. So that's my big dream. My big 2022 dream. I love Um, that. Yeah. Obsessed. That also wouldn't honestly like surprise me that much. Mm Mm-hmm. Me either. I feel like she could have been doing that for the past couple of years. We're about to go into such kind of already in another lockdown. Might as well. Yeah, what does she have time to do but write a full book? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds um, accurate. I will, um, I mean, all those tweets when um, she dropped folklore that were like, 
Taylor Swift could have written King Lear, but Shakespeare could never have written folklore. Um, so now it's time for her True. to also get into writing plays, writing novels, writing nonfiction. I'll take it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Netflix movies. I would love if they were like, Taylor Swift is the consultant on the new Evelyn Hugo show. Oh my god, yeah. I would die. I would kill. I would murder for that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, our rousing well, round of predictions. Only yeah. time shall tell. And I can't wait to watch it happen live with Andy Cohen and you, Hannah. <laughs> Me, you, and Andy Cohen. We all don't like Ryan Seacrest. Um, <laughs> we, um, I don't know if we've even said this officially on the pod, but we have a pod Instagram now. Um, oh, yes, we do. Yeah. It's Please follow. When you think Taylor Swift, put the letter U. And DM us. If you have any um, suggestions for topics you'd like to hear, any predictions of your own, whether you think Taylor is going to write a nonfiction or fiction. Um, yeah. Any and all feedback. Please share. Back. We'll do like a little story when this pod comes out and you can tell us your um, 2022 predictions, but tag us on Instagram, like, and subscribe. Tell your friends who love Taylor to check out our podcast and yeah, we Smash love doing this with you. Button. Yes. We are vloggers now. And we've got lots of great content coming up, including we're going to do our Evermore review. Yeah. So if you have thoughts in anticipation of one year anniversary of Evermore, let us know. DM us. Okay. Slide in. Bye.